0: Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. When she was 28 years old, Dame Wilburn and her friend Mark were driving around Detroit looking for something to do when they came across a storefront psychic. Ready for an adventure, they made their way inside. The fortune teller came out, and she chose Mark for the first reading. As Dame waited for her turn, she tried to come up with her question. She didn't really want to know too much about her future. As Dame says, it's probably best if that just sneaks up on me, because so far, it's been out of control. As she sat there, Dame thought, really the only question I have is am I ever going to find love? Right now I'm 28 years old and I'm not in a relationship. And then she thought, if I'm going to be honest, and I might as well be honest. I'm not really trying to figure out if I'm going to find love. I'm trying to figure out if Mark is ever going to fall in love with me, because that's why I'm hanging out with him right now. And at that moment, Mark comes back into the room, and the psychic says, okay, you're next. And Dame gets up, and she walks toward the psychic, and the psychic locks her in a gaze. You are cursed. She says, you are cursed. You are cursed to never find love. This is the worst curse. Your whole family is cursed. This is generational. This, I've never seen a curse like this in all my work as a psychic. Remembering this moment, Dame says, I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited about being cursed. Because all these years I thought it was me. I thought, I'm 28, I haven't found love because I'm too loud, I'm too fat, I'm too black, I'm too whatever, but if I'm cursed, hallelujah. That means we can fix it. I am a problem in search of a solution. I don't know about you all, but if someone just told me I was cursed, I don't know if my first feeling would be relief. In most contexts, a curse is an act of vengeance, an ill wish, that through supernatural means, be they godly or ungodly, will harm the recipient. Being cursed means that someone, somewhere, really, really doesn't like you. Curses can be found in spiritual and religious traditions around the world. In Deuteronomy, the Hebrew God threatens to curse those who break his covenant with a long list of torturous misfortunes, including drought, starvation, and painful boils on the soles of the feet, And this suffering goes on for generations and generations until there's nothing left of the offender but a legacy of tragedy. I learned from my rabbi colleague this week that when this passage of the Torah is read in shul, it must be read quickly and quietly by someone who is undeniably righteous because the words are so powerful and the suffering the curse inflicts are so devastating. Curses have been used to explain premature deaths, and pandemics and long losing streaks in sports. (laughs) Curses are a way to answer mysteries and to assign blame. Curses mean that there's a reason for something that is happening rather than the mere fact that it's happening. And even though the existence of a curse implies that something is wrong, belief in a curse can be more comforting than belief in pain, suffering, lovelessness, and death that have no reason. Something can be done with a curse. So Dame is sitting with the psychic to learn more about her curse. And the psychic starts drawing tarot cards, and with each card, the curse is going further back. With each card, it's just getting worse and worse. And the psychic looks at Dame, and she says, you are uber-cursed. But I can fix it. She says she's just got to get some candles together. She's going to light some incense. She's going to say some prayers. And it's only going to (laughs) cost $5,000. $5,000. So Dame and Mark pay for just their readings, and they leave. And as they're driving away, Dame Dame thinks, I might really be cursed, but I don't have $5,000. And it dawns on her well, the only thing I can do to lift this curse is to do it myself. And the only way to do that is to become a witch. That's one way to do it, right? Why not? And one day on her way home from work, she hears an ad on the radio. Metaphysical bookstore offering Wicca 101 classes. Dame didn't even go home, she just drove straight to the bookstore and signed up. She says, I started taking classes, I began to hang out with the community, and I began to do spell work. I learned that the purpose of Wicca is to know thyself. It's not really about doing magic to change what's out there, it's about changing you. So instead of doing all this magic to get the world to accept me, I start to accept myself, and I do spell work for that. One of the pieces of spell work I do is to be open to love in all of its forms, no matter what form it shows up in, just be open. I like that spell, be open to love in all of its forms. Dame describes her spell work as inner work, work that asks her to love and accept herself more deeply, inner work in the context of her supportive community of Wiccan and pagan friends. In my work as a chaplain at a large hospital, I've met many people who have felt that they might be cursed. If not by a powerful hex, at least by really bad luck. And to be honest with you all, sometimes I think they might be cursed too. How else can we explain the immense tragedy of a mother and child being diagnosed with cancer at the same time? How else do we make sense of someone who loses everyone in their family in a span of weeks? or someone who is diagnosed with a mental or physical illness so rare and obscure, doctors call it idiopathic because there's no apparent cause or diagnosis to explain it. For every medical miracle, there's also a medical curse. And in my work, I've heard many compelling testimonies about people who did not have to pay $5,000 to break their curses but rather testimonies about how inner work, be it therapy, meditation, bereavement support groups, Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, how that work has had the power to lift generations of suffering and save lives. Inner work in the context of a supportive community is powerful. Inner work in a supportive community can break a curse and heal the pain that it caused. In my time here at Arlington Street Church, I've heard stories shared by our members of how this congregation and our coming together has been transformative. If you haven't heard any of these stories, just wait a couple more weeks until spring. We'll get to our covenant renewal season. We'll have some members coming up into the pulpit to share how this community has impacted them. And for many, I think you'll hear that it has changed and transformed their lives, potentially even breaking some curses that they carried here. This time together supporting one another in our individual work has led us to be the beautiful, messy, loving community that we are today. And in the same way that it's worked for so many of us, it worked for Dame too. After working on her spells for some time, Dame went to a community fundraiser with her Wiccan and Pagan friends. So Wiccans and Pagans have fundraisers too. This is another theme. (laughs) She says, I'm sitting at a table, and I look out, and this woman is walking across the room, and all the lights seem to go out, and all the people in the room disappear, and all I can see is her. Now, this could have been a romantic moment, but a voice in the back of my head says, you're black, you're a woman, you're a pagan. Are you sure you want to add lesbian to that list? And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to have to add lesbian to that list. And this conversation about being a lesbian is going to top the pagan conversation with my mom by a country mile. So this incredible woman sits down next to Dame and flirts with her, and Dame flirts back. And Dame remembers the whole time that I'm talking to her. I'm trying to talk myself out of talking to her. And then the spell work comes back into my mind. The spell work that tells me to be open to love in all of its forms. Today, over a decade later, Dame is a successful educator and storyteller. She says that now she knows she is not to anything. She is married to that woman that she met at the fundraiser and at no point did it cost her $5,000. Her story has been broadcast on the popular Story Slam podcast, The Moth, and it's one of my all-time favorites. What I find most compelling about this story is how it reminds me that the best thing about a curse is that it doesn't have to last forever. It can be broken. Whether it's a personal curse like the one Dame had that kept her from finding love, or a communal curse like the curse of the Bambino that kept the Red Sox from winning the World Series, Curses can be lifted, broken, and reversed. But we aren't able to break all of our curses, at least not in this lifetime. Generational curses don't continue to have power over us because no one has tried to break them. They live on because they are powerful, and it takes the faithful work of generations to bring them to an end. No one makes it through life without suffering. We're all working to break our curses and the curses we have inherited. We're all working to break patterns of suffering, to break patterns of believing that we are not good enough, that we are not worthy of love, that nothing will change, and that we don't have the power to change it. So we are tasked with lifting curses day after day, breaking the lies that we have been told and perhaps generations have been told that we are not worthy of love and acceptance, that we are not capable of greatness. And as we work to reverse our own curses, I have faith that we will begin to reverse the curses of our society and our world, curses that lead us to hurt one another intentionally or unintentionally, to participate in the perpetuation of cycles of oppression and abuse. Even if we can't break our curse today, I believe each step, each spell, each time we come together and name that we are hurting and that we want things to change, we diminish the power of the curse. Until one day, like the curse of the Bambino, it's a memory. And as we are breaking curses, may we also strive not to add new curses to our already curse-burdened world curses are acts of vengeance, we curse each other. One of my favorite theologians, Reverend Dr. Rebecca Parker, writes, your gifts, whatever you discover them to be, can be used to bless or curse the world. Let's choose to bless ourselves, to bless each other, and to bless this world together. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast we would love to hear from you via email at office at or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.